with the Anything But Quiet Time podcast. We are so excited because we're about to start a Christmas series. And this Christmas series, it's it's unlike anything we've ever done because honestly, we're taking your favorite Christmas movies and we're locating the Jesus in those movies. Yeah, the biblical principles of every day, every year, Christmas movies. So we're going to start with The Grinch. We're going to go from there. You may hear your favorite movie next week. You'll just have to kind of get excited about it. Should we hint? Uh, I don't know. I will say that it'd be great if you're, I don't know, at home alone doing stuff and need doing a podcast something. to listen to next week. It'd be a good episode. Ooh, and like eating some cheese pizza. Uh, you know? Eating some cheese pizza? Just for you. Or some Pepsi and some Coke and sharing the trundle just, bed with yeah, Fuller. Okay, well, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, we are going to have a, a lot of fun with this. And so The Grinch is a pretty easy story. Even if you haven't seen the movie, you've seen, I'm sure, the show. And You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. You start hearing that music on the air, on the radio, uh, maybe series playing in your house or whatever. And all of a sudden, you just memories flood you because... Yeah. That was the cartoon that you would watch. I would watch that along with Frosty the Snowman, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Those are the classics that would come on every single year. My brother and I would just sit there and I, we knew it by heart. The classic animated version. Yeah, you just had that. And I, I thought that voice was James Earl Jones until like three years ago. Really? Who is that again? That's who's okay, so that? So do you remember Tony the Tiger? They're great. That's who that is. That's who that guy is. Okay, all right. And his name is Thurl. Three, I don't know how to say his first name, okay? But it's Ravenscroft. Is his last name, okay. It's just a phenomenal name. I yeah. mean, it could get more epic than his voice is his name. All right, so the, the summary of The Grinch, as mm-hmm. you probably know, The Grinch hates Christmas. Yeah, well, why does he hate Christmas? And here we get a little bit of clue with Dr. Seuss. It could be perhaps that his shoes were too tight. It could be his head wasn't screwed on just right. But I think that the most likely reason of all may have been that his heart was two sizes too small. Interesting. Two sizes too small. Okay. So, I mean, that's the assessment, at least, of the the people in Whoville. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And he lives around the most Christmassy town known about. (laughs) I mean, Whoville puts Hallmark to shame. Yeah. It's how Christmassy they are. Yeah. And perhaps you live next to Mr. Whoville. (laughs) Like, I, I don't know if you're the person like Chevy Chase out there and there's another movie. Um, we couldn't do that one for obvious reasons. <laughs> <laughs> but you're putting all the lights on, you know, Lampoon, you've got your Griswold house going on and you're going to, you know, cause the meters to just overload in the town. But, um, yeah, there are people that maybe bring out a little bit of the Grinch in us because we're doing a little comparison. Sure. Yeah. Maybe. But what's fascinating, I, I love not only the classic, classic Grinch, I enjoyed the Jim Carrey move, movie, and the most recent one, whatever your thoughts are on that, I loved. I loved it because it does not assume anything mm. about the Grinch. It's not like, well, maybe his shoes were on too tight. You sense right from the beginning, there's a backstory here, and they try to make it so like, here's the Grinch, he's, a, he's an actual person. Not just some character. He's something's brought him to this place. And I think as we're looking for the Jesus in these types of movies, this is what Jesus wants us to do with every character that we run into. They're not just characters. They're people. And I can't assume the worst about people 
Yeah. It just it, like they were born that way. Their heart was two sizes too small, you know? It's it's really hard because, you know, I'm trying to think of verses that specifically go there. But uh, in terms of like always realizing somebody has a story. Mm-hmm. But honestly, it, uh, it, it says regardless, mm-hmm. regardless of even if they were born that way is pretty much. It just talks about how what our response should be. Which is to love your enemies. Yeah. And we, I mean, we may not have specific verses from the letters that Paul's written or Peter, um, but maybe, maybe it's in watching the story of Jesus walked out, we are given the response that we should give to people through what he did yeah. for people, which is to stop, to listen, to love, to serve. And I think it's, it's, it's one of those things I was reading about in Ephesians 2 the other day, and I'd written it in my Bible a couple of years ago. And I don't remember the source uh, where I discovered this, but I was like, I have to Google this. I have to Google it. Because in Ephesians 2, it talks about the wall separating people. And I just thought, you know, I think most of us, when we read through Scripture, we think of it, oh, that's a great analogy, uh, a metaphor. Mm -hmm. You know, and actually, there was a literal wall that separated the Gentiles from the Jewish people. Oh, wow. And it was not in the, you know, it was not in the original plan for God. When the temple was being constructed, this was not something he per se wanted, but it's it's the way that not only people literally had things, but were mentally thinking. You know, you stay over there. It's it's us versus them kind of a mentality. Yeah, yeah. And you see that pop up in you know just different settings, whether social, um, cultural, and certainly in when it comes to faith, us versus them. The pretend that all the people in Whoville are believers. Let's go there. I mean, they're happy people. Sure. For the most part, it seems like they're never upset. In the newer movie, it's funny, this lady's desire is to get the top jar up the top shelf and there's only one left and she needs it. And the Grinch purposefully makes it drop. And I mean, this is how this is how Christian she is. She goes, oh, sugar plums. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so let's pretend Whoville for just a moment is like uh, like our Christian culture, like the church. So where does that leave the Grinch? I mean, at the beginning of the movie, an outsider. Yeah, that's what he prefers. Or at least he wants everybody to believe. He tries to actually convince himself he prefers this. Mm -hmm. Because you see these little moments with his dog, Max where he has a sides about the people over there and he's trying to convince himself, but then you see the longing and you even see in the newer film, the relationship that he has with his dog, Max, even if you're not looking at the newer movie, let's go back to the cartoon, the, the earliest cartoon version. People have a dog. They have a dog because they they're willing to care for something else. And Max is clearly living and breathing. So he, <laughs> He's not been neglected in that. He's, you know, been given food and water. Well, would an absolute reprobate, I only care about my self-personality, choose to invest in a, another living creature? I mean, you have to try to find these little these little hints about, okay, there are some humanity there, aside from the fact that he's totally, you know, covered in green fur. <laughs> but um, I, I, I think that the movie that they recently made it's just so perfectly encapsulates the the heart of someone who's longing for more. And you see it in these moments with Max. Because he even apologizes at one time with Max. He he longs for relationship with his dog, Max. He enjoys investing in his dog. And even though he's got an obviously big chip on his shoulder about something, which we find out later in the movie, spoiler alert, he was an orphan. Mm-hmm. 
And so he's bummed about Christmas because everybody around him is all about family and celebration and get-togethers and, oh, I got you something special and, you know, all the things that we see in the Hallmark movie or commercials. And he never experienced that. And so getting to find out his background story, and then you start to say, well, that's why. But how many times, Rochelle, do I stop to find out why that person who just cut me off or that person who's a grouch in line or the person who always seems to have a problem with everybody? Why are they that way? Yeah, I think that's very practical. But I know that there are times because we've had this conversation before on the podcast we can instantly separate ourselves from quote monsters. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a monster, right? I mean, I you know, but we all have that sin nature in us, right? Right. And so, I think that's very practical. You know, ninety percent of the time, to in real life, at the office or our neighbors, wonder why they are the way that they are. But there are some people I think you could explore, mm-hmm. and they they chose this. Mm. They had great upbringing and and stuff like that. And they chose to be this way. Mm-hmm. But even at that moment, mm-hmm. we as believers are not allowed to check out, you know, the, just like you referenced in what well, Jesus talking in, in Matthew uh, 544. Mm. Um, I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, mm. that you may be children of your father in heaven. He causes his son to rise on the evil and the good. Mm. and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. If you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Are you, are you not, <clears throat> excuse me, are not even the tax collectors doing that? And if you greet only your own people, what are you doing more than others? Don't even the pagans do that. Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. And of course, the only way to do that is to have that, that relationship with Jesus mm-hmm. of being perfect seen as perfect because of, because he was perfect. But, but just the idea that what I've explored more here lately is there is a focus on, um, making sure that we are good within Christianity, Mm. you know, your church and your fellow believers and to, you know, what Jesus says there is, um, you know, uh, for they'll know you by your love for one another. Mm-hmm. And so we do have to set an example and make sure it's kind of like the oxygen mask on the airplane, you know, make sure we're good here, but then also have the oxygen ready for other people yeah. and to not just do good to those who do good to us, but to be ready for whether somebody does have a background that makes us have empathy right, or doesn't, right. the, the action should still be the same. And let's talk about the doesn't. So what causes a person if they don't have a social economic reason, um, if they weren't traumatized as a youth in some way, or, mm-hmm. or what, if they don't have a, a reason like that, which we would find, well, that's worthy of my my sympathy. What if um, we recognize the scripture that talks about our war is spiritual? Yeah. And so there is so much out to get us on this planet that is of an evil nature that we will never see. Not until we leave this life and then we're, we're going, wow, look at all the amazing ways that God's protection was there for me in a spiritual way, that his angels were on guard for me. Because the enemy has his angels as well. And so there's always going to be as many people, uh, excuse me, there's always going to be as many entities as you can imagine out there to try to grab people's hearts and minds for whatever reason. It could be the dumbest thing ever. But have you ever had a bad day that just got worse and worse and worse? And hopefully yeah. by the end of the day, you're like, 
hopefully before the end of the day, you're releasing things over to Jesus and acknowledging, okay, this felt like just the worst day. But God, I'm going to choose joy. What if you didn't know that kind of wordology? Yeah. You don't know about choosing joy. You don't know that that's available. I don't feel happy, joyous. So and then it just grows from there. And you, yeah, so the silly excuse that his shoes were on too tight. And the thought of never going and buying a different pair of shoes maybe never occurred. <laughs> or his head wasn't screwed on just right. I've had days where my head wasn't screwed on just right. So there may not be uh, a reason that the world would applaud or the reason that the world would say, oh, yeah, now I get the Grinch. I get it because he was, you know, an orphan. Maybe it is just, well, he let things get from bad to worse mm -hmm. because the spirit kind of teased him and tempted into an evil spirit. And I think what a great example this is to start with in our series, um, but a great example of the who's <laughs> to just literally in all circumstances, they were just kind. Yeah. And it yeah. didn't, and his attitude and demeanor, it's like they didn't even notice it. <laughs> now, <laughs> that can't always be a real life. You're going to notice your angry coworker. Mm -hmm. You're going to, he or she will tick you off and it just will. But for whatever reason, they still continued the action. I think that's what we have to do. Even when, because like we said, it didn't even bother them. We will have real life bothers, mm -hmm. but, but the action can be the same even when that happens. Well, and I don't know if it wasn't that they didn't notice or they were just passive. Yeah, I mean, well, I know I, in the scenes that I remember of before he really does the the big heist, you know, when he's when he's out there and he's yeah. trying those little things and snowballs, it's like they just, I mean, it just goes off, well, you know, falls right off they're the shoulder. They're not aware because they're... They're so happy. <laughs> maybe that, yeah, I think there's definitely, depending on the movie that you're watching, but I look in our own culture, even my own um, past, and I think about things that I allow to go by me because I'm in a good place. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. I, whether it's passive or not, you know, I'm not intentional about being aware of my surroundings and the people around me. And so do I want it to be an us versus them thing? Do I want to allow a wall to be erected between those who've got it together or seemingly do and those who have purposefully put himself in a cliff home mm -hmm. <laughs> far away with steep slopes and get out signs and all that? Um, I guess a cry for help. When people protest things too much, um, you know me and my Shakespeare card. I bring no, up this no. quote. Here we go. My dad would say this often though when I was a kid. Me, me thinks he doth protest too much. It was this incredible observation done by William Shakespeare. And then anybody who says it loud enough, there's something there. There's a reason why that guy's gone crazy on Facebook over whatever. Mm -hmm. Why is he going bananas over that? Yeah. Maybe the silliest thing ever. We, you showed me a TikTok the other day where these people were having a conversation about a certain book series that was a millennial type of series like everybody read when they were kids. They just went off on each other. It's, it looked like a holiday setting, actually. No, I would have never in a zillion years thought that any family could yell this loud at each other <laughs> for a fictional book. Right. Yeah. About which character was best. I mean, it, And you'd think something like that would be... They didn't. They they both had bad days, you know. <laughs> but when you see somebody on Facebook ranting yeah. and, and continually, maybe they don't have any friends. Maybe and the Grinch didn't. There's something there clearly. Whether or not we can put our finger on it, the Holy Spirit can. Yeah. 
And so if he's leading you to a place of kindness, I mean, we're talking about the who's in general, but there was that one little girl, Lucy. I think it's her name. No, Cindy Lou Who. Why did I call her Lucy? I don't know. Oh, the horrible girl name. from Peanuts. <laughs> no, well, the that too. Okay. With the football and Charlie Brown, just yeah. let him kick the ball. <laughs> no, no, no. She's no. not even a licensed therapist. <laughs> so Cindy Lou Who, uh, I again, I'm gonna I'm gonna default to the latest rendition of the movie because I loved her little character. She sees her mom, single mom, and she's got three kiddos. And she sees that her mom looks like she's a bit tired and wants to put it right. And so that's her wish with Santa. And she's going to trap Santa on Christmas Eve. She ends up trapping the Grinch, who's pretending to be Santa. And in this moment with Cindy, the Grinch experiences this incredible kindness and genuine, sincere desire to love her mother well. That's what she wants. It's not about toys. It's not about all the silly stuff that he can clearly see. This is materialism. That's all he thinks that Christmas is about. It's materialistic. But he sees this, I see my mom hurting. And Santa, all I want is for, for you to help her. Can, can you send some help? And so that's when he discovers there's something here that I haven't been able to put my finger on. And she is literally the, the embodiment of something I've always desired, somebody to care for me as greatly as she does for her mommy. And it's just this precious moment where I'm like, never thought about this cartoon as deeply as I think this this film has taken me to. And it talks about his heart growing two sizes bigger in the original, because well, in, in the book that Seuss wrote, because he hears the songs of the people, regardless of their trees, Regardless of the toys being taken away, he's stolen their Christmas and they're still gathering around the Christmas tree and singing about being together. Yeah. And so am I allowing my witness as a follower of Jesus to affect those around me and regardless of my circumstances? Yeah. You know, and that's the most important part because that's year round. But but at Christmas time, too, when people I think I I know have um have are under the impression and even are right to some degree mm-hmm. that we've just kind of morphed this Christmas holiday into, yeah, Jesus. Yeah. Santa. Yeah. Whatever, you know, and, and, and then the commercialism has come mm-hmm. in and whatnot. And so uh, a great thing to recognize of what's most important this Christmas season yeah. and to live for that year round so that people see that. Um, but th- this one too, uh, Galatians six ten. So then as we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone and especially to those who are of the household of faith. Yes. And so you have the town coming together in the household of faith. Yeah. But then obviously by the end, they're going to do good to the outsider, to the Grinch as well. Well, and how does he come back? It's not because necessarily, I mean, it wasn't the straw that broke the camel's back in this sense, is that, yes, Cindy Lou Who was like the opening of the door for him to recognize there's something here that maybe I didn't figure out before I started all this nonsense. I couldn't put my finger on. I'm starting to get it now. But it's when he sees the kindness of the people to each other in the midst of a devastating circumstance where everything, their homes have been vandalized, you know, Mm -hmm. and they're still choosing joy they're still choosing to love um that is when his heart in the book grows 
like big time and probably should have seen a doctor if it was real. I would think so. Like his chest cavity is about to explode. Yeah. And then he wants to do right by everybody and bring it back. You know, you see the moment where Paul and Silas, I think, could have really gotten on each other's nerves. So they're thrown into this prison cell. You can read up about it in the book of Acts. And he, both of them, Paul and Silas, have been beaten. More than likely, they're not recognizable at this point. I'm certain that when they were beaten, nobody's dressing their wounds appropriately. They're just thrown into this cell and they're chained there with a bunch of other prisoners. And instead of getting mad at each other, you should never have stopped and done the thing. Or whatever it is they might have been able to argue about. Because you're feeling grouchy, your bones are broken, you're hurting, you're bleeding everywhere, you know. You shouldn't have stopped to do the thing. I wasn't there. You know, all the little things that I know I have nitpicked before with my spouse and the people that I love the most. No, what they chose to do instead, because they didn't have words probably that would have glorified the Lord, they sang and they chose to praise God. And they knew that would glorify the Lord. And then if you know the story, it's this incredible moment where there's an earthquake while they're singing these praise songs and their chains are now opened up. The prison cells are opened up and everybody could have run away if they wanted to. And they chose not to. They chose to stay put. If they had run away, the Roman soldier in charge of them more than likely would have been taken out by his superior. You drop the ball. You let all the prisoners get loose. This is on you. So he was about to take his own life. And Paul calls out and says, no, we're all here. Don't do what you're about to do. And it's because of the kindness of these two towards each other. They're choosing to praise the Lord in the midst of all of this. The Roman soldier says, there's something going on here. And I want to know how I can be saved. Mm-hmm. The, that speaks volumes. So you see that story even in this moment where they choose to sing after being devastated and Whoville comes together. The Grinch grows his heart. It all ends well, but there's this movie moment where you've heard it. Probably Carter's going to roll his eyes when I say it. This is my favorite part. Grinch is invited to the family dinner for Christmas. Even after he comes back to town and he reveals it's him. I did this. I did this. And then he walks away, even though he, he feels like he's in a better place now and understanding what's happening. He's still lonely. He's still not connected to anybody. And little Cindy comes and knocks on his beware, get out, I don't want you here door <laughs> in the side of the snowy cliff Yeah, outside of Whoville. We want you to come to dinner. That must have blown his mind. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine? Think of a scenario today that has made a news headline where people have been devastated and imagine those people turning around and inviting the criminal, the one responsible for the injuries, the hurt, the pain. Come sit with us and, and enjoy a meal. I think so much of that <clears throat> culminates because on that part of it, I heard an analogy the other day of the way to describe salvation is, is, is if you look at legal terms, like a legal pardon. You know, mm-hmm. here the, the justice, and, and somebody has to pay for this, but in the last moments, there has been a pardon. I am guilty that I did do that thing, mm-hmm. and here we are, and, and so that's why we treat other people that way. I mean, the idea of inviting a criminal to your Thanksgiving dinner, a criminal that, that went against you, and so that I love that, and that's why we treat people that way. But then also, when you were talking about um, 
the hope that specifically Paul and Silas had and mm. the, the hope that, that uh, Whoville has, the fact that they were able to do it because they had such hope. Mm. And so I, I liken it to, I'm trying to think of a perfect analogy, but um, let's say a group project uh, in, in college, right? And you have this incredible idea, you know, you're, you know, you, once you guys get together and you realize, oh my gosh, you know, this is going to be great. We're going to kill it. We're yeah. going to win or we're going to get an A or whatever it is. But in the process of it, the ups and the downs, and maybe, you know, you argue with each other or somebody gets sick or somebody doesn't finish their work and you're, you were relying on them and the, you know, the nature of a group project that's terrible. Uh, it's just a <laughs> terrible way of doing things. No, uh, it's a good life lesson, honestly. Um, but you hang on to the hope because you know mm -hmm. that it is it is going i mean the idea that's there is it will forever mm. save your grade yeah yeah and so you put up with it i'm with you and you have an uh, a good hopefully a good attitude because you have this confidence cuz you know what it means if you stick it out you know it's going to land and it's going to be amazing but you have to stick with it when you have faith and you know the end of the movie, if you will, <laughs> then we can put up with all these things in the middle. Mm -hmm. And then people like the Grinch see that yeah. and go, what is that? I want that. Yeah. Yeah. And when you have that, when you have that kind of attitude, that outward perspective, I mean, you choose those things because it's not like at first it's not something you naturally choose. Because your human instinct is the natural part of you, but Jesus calls us to be supernatural, and it's his spirit that teaches us how to grab hold of the things that he makes available, like having patience with each other. Yeah. Grabbing hold of self-control so you don't say that thing that you want to say that maybe they deserve. Mm. But Jesus wants us to think about things that are of good report. I mean, that was a, a verse we were sharing earlier today. Um, Philippians 4, it talks about, you know, thinking about things that are... All the things that are good, you know, that may, maybe it makes the Grinches around you maybe cringe for a moment, but there's going, there will be a moment where they'll be able to remember, you know, that guy or that lady, they were always this. I wonder if they would get a coffee with me because I'm having that kind of day. Yeah. I mean, there have been those moments, maybe you've already experienced them in your life. And so the Grinch, he comes to this, this dinner, he's super shy and kind of embarrassed and still feeling guilty and yucky. And of course, uh, if you're a follower of Jesus, you know that you're not supposed to live a life of guilt. Once you've said yes to him, he sets you free. Doesn't mean you weren't challenged by your past mistakes and convicted by the Holy Spirit to do better. Sure. But if you have somebody coming into the fold, they don't know necessarily that. And so the Grinch comes into the house, gets the courage to go and do it. And he has this moment where the mom presents him with the roast beast and he gets to carve it for everybody. And I'm sure, I mean, that's the honor, right? You're giving me a seat of honor. You're giving me the traditional carving job. And he tells the mother, your daughter's kindness changed my life. I don't know why I'm crying, but this precious movie, it, it really just emphasizes the simple things that we can do for people around us, especially in the holiday season where we, we get excited about seeing family, but there's so many who don't have family anymore. Maybe they're in a nursing home. Yeah. Maybe yeah. they grew up in the foster care system 
Or maybe they've let that ugly thing in them grow because they were listening to the tempter's voice and it's gotten out of control and they need to be shown what love looks like. And the fact that the seat of honor in in many ways describes all of us because when you have a relationship with Jesus and all of that is washed away mm. and you get to, as Romans says, get to be a co-heir with Christ, we yeah. get some level of responsibility, a seat of honor in, in some respect yeah. to be able to, that'll we're the Grinch. <laughs> we'll be able to go, seriously? I still can't believe this. Perhaps you have somebody in your life like Cindy Lou Who, whose kindness changed your life. Mm. And knowing that Jesus may position you in a place with an opportunity to do likewise for somebody else. The honor is ours this Christmas and every day of the year. This is a lot of fun. And yeah. we will do this again next week with a undisclosed <clears throat> Christmas movie. Christmas with the McAllisters. <clears throat> undisclosed. What do we talk about? What do we talk about? <laughs>